actress. And welcome to Versus Player, the podcast about games, life, and everything in between. As always, I'm Jono. I'm Joe. I'm Jace. Well, it's good that we remember who we are this week. That's often been tough. It has been. And none of us are chewing food this time around, so <laughs> this is a plus. Yeah. Oh, Jay's going to spoil it. Like I set it up. I didn't. That's but a nice set. What flavor does that sound like? I'll leave that as a quiz for the end of the, the, the podcast. Hmm. Viewers, if you think you know what flavor chip that sounded like, please write into podcasts <laughs> versus player. Now, that was the life segment. <laughs> Moving on to um, games and Maybe we everything. should change our, um, our motto to just um, versus player games. We could. Although last week or the week before or whenever it was, um, we did talk a lot of the everything in between bit. There was a big talk about movies, remember? Yes. Yes, yes. And I've got another movie to talk about. Is that life or in between? Is that it? That's in between. And life. Oh, it's be both. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Do do we want to talk about the the, the life segment right now? Do you want to talk about your movie? Um, Yeah. I went and saw Fate of the Furious last night. Sorry, guys. I I didn't mind. (laughs) Jason, on the other hand, a little upset. Jason's leaving. Wow. He's left the The building, the um, podcast. Studio, which is the kitchen. Can um, you get back in? That, that's two times in a row that we've made Joe sleep oh, podcast. He's, he's so he's back. back in. Yeah. I saw John Wick too. No, you didn't. Did you? No, I didn't. But it did come out uh, yesterday. Did it? Did. Oh, I didn't even know. I that. thought it was next month. Nope, left there. Yeah. But there you go. I should have watched that instead. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, called me up and said, do you want to go and watch a movie? Well, well, we, yeah, we went and watched it. But Which mate? You have other mates? I've got, other, I've got one Nick. mate. Who's yeah, Nick? Nick? We've had this Who's conversation Nick? before. Nick is, is my mate from school. Ah, uh, yeah. Has he ever mentioned Nick before? He has mentioned Nick to me. I reckon he does it just to upset me every so often. To remind me that he has other friends. That- <laughs> Nick doesn't have a J name, though, so it's all right. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not welcome on the podcast. No. Um, no, but it's Sorry, as, as ridiculous as you would hope. It was just, you know, fun. Statham was amazing in it. Um, I don't want to... Yeah, I, I think you're going to love it, Jace. It, it's... These movies are just so ridiculous. Like... They have set up that um, Vin Diesel is like a superhero in it, right? Like yep. Pretty much he's, he's unstoppable. But in this movie, what they did, which was so cool, was they made The Rock seem like Hercu- Her- like he was Hercules, essentially. Like he would punch somebody and the camera would shake, the, vo- the bass would kick in, the, the, the sound would come on. And it's just, it was like he was... Yeah, it was like Hercules. It was really cool, but it was a fun movie, really over the top, as you would expect. Really amazing practical effects. Like, I thought some of it was um, CG. Yeah. Because I'm like, there's no way they could pull that off. And then I went online today and was looking up some of the, you know, some things about it. And yeah, like, there were parts that were practical that would have just cost them so much money. It was ruining cars. Did you watch the trailer for it? No, I I, I don't don't watch trailers. No, 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 that's fine. So I was bagging you out last week about watching (coughs) trailers and watching the Thor Ragnarok trailer, but I've- (laughs) Such a good trailer. It was a great trailer, but I'm going to adopt your your thing now. Like I just very, very briefly, I was talking last week about not being particularly impressed by a lot of the films that are coming out. And I think I'm just being spoiled. Like, I mean, it's hard to be able to capture the feeling that I had when I was younger or when I was a kid with movies. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of it just comes down to the fact that I've seen half the movie in the trailer. Oh, yeah. It was like and- that, that Batman versus Superman. Oh, they, they were essentially- you knew what the plot was. Well, in that tra- in all of the trailers, somebody s- 
worked it out that in every single trailer that had come out for that movie, that you had seen every single scene in that movie. Like you've you've seen a snippet of every single location that was shown in the final movie in all the trailers. So talk about things getting spoiled. Is there corona in this film? Is there corona? Like So there is a running gag ever since the beginning. Um, there's been a partnership between Fast and Furious movies and Corona. And it's always been that Dom's favourite beer is a Corona. Yeah. And so in the last Fast and the Furious, not the one you saw, the one before, Seven. Yeah. Seven? Yeah. Um, he, uh, uh, Kurt Russell's character says to him- um, Kurt Russell I- was in Seven? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Kurt oh, Russell- I should watch this franchise. Oh, dude, you got to see it. it. We should watch it. We should- We'll talk about this later. <laughs> okay. Kurt, Kurt Russell says, um, he goes, you should try this Belgian beer. It's great. And he says, the only beer I drink is Corona. And then Kurt <laughs> Russell pulls out a bucket of Corona. Like, it's not, they're not mucking around. Like, yeah, yeah. this we're sponsored. Like, he turns the thing and it says Corona. Like, he yeah. might as well look at the screen and wink. Yeah. You know? And so, um, apparently in um, most of the Fast and Furious films, Corona has played a big part in it. They've really pushed it. Oh, do you remember I, Corona in this? Not, not specifically, okay. but there was lots of advertising and things in they it. They do that, was, yeah. Yeah, like, but it was, you know, I think there was a car advertising. There was a couple of parts where I'm like, I can't believe the car company has allowed them to do these things the car with their car. just doesn't exist anymore. Well, it's, it, it does things with the cars that would make you, as a driver, think that's really... If that can actually happen to my car, I don't want to buy that car. You know, what the what the bad guy uh, does okay. with the cars and that sort of thing. Wait, hold on a second. Jono just said, do you want to talk about the movie you saw? So you knew about this betrayal. <laughs> no, he said to me at the start, he goes, well, there's a movie I'd like to talk about like we did last week. I can replay it for you if you like. I knew nothing about it. That's fine. I just feel like I'd been cheated on for a no, moment. No, no. There's no. I mean, being cheated on is bad enough, but then when you find out that it was under your nose the whole time, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> oh, that's the way. But it's all right. I'm I, I, was, te- I was texting you guys last night while I was there. I didn't want to say what it was because I <laughs> yeah. wanted this reaction. <laughs> yes. It's it's upsetting, but it is what it is. Yeah, anyway. You guys um, haven't, haven't been to a movie? I can't afford it. <laughs> I, haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't been, I haven't been to a movie, and I, I want to start doing that more. So there's a few things... I feel like will enhance my movie experience. And that is, I've been sitting here the whole time. I think I explained this last week. I don't know. Um, but like, I mean, I've got a pretty half decent TV. It might as well half be a home. Decent. It might as well. It's, it's, like, it's, it's a nice TV. It's, it's a home theater. But at the same point, when you go to the movies, there are rules. Well, there's etiquette. Like you sit down, you shut up. Yeah. You can talk for a little bit, maybe while the trailers are happening, but only while the crappy ads are happening. You do not talk while the real trailers are playing. Yeah. You... Don't ruffle around your packets too much, although people do. You don't kick people back people's seats. Like, you keep quiet. Yeah. You, you behave focus. and you focus on what yeah. you're doing. And then when something funny happens, if the audience is into it, everyone laughs and it feels like a really big... Like, it's not about the size of the screen. It's about the overall experience. And I haven't been going to the movies much. And, I mean, they're expensive. Yep. They're ridiculously expensive, but you can get decent deals. Yeah. I and I feel like... tickets. That's great. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I feel like I need to maybe start going to the movies more because, you know, I'll play a movie here and then I'll talk I'll talk with Jen for a little bit and yeah. then I'll get up and I'll go and get something. And, like, I'm not bound by the rules of cinema. And I feel like to fully sit there and fully focus... And, you know, I'll pull out my phone and check yeah. something because it goes off. Yeah. I can't do that. I'm not allowed. I don't want to annoy people next to me. I don't want yeah. people... You know, you're in the dark, but I don't yeah. want... You know. So, I think I've got to start going... And making a day of it, or making a, a night, a, a of, night it, of it, I should an say. An event of it. An event, thank well, you. Well, we're doing John Wick. We're yeah, going. well, you know, I mean, after this portrayal, I might just go and see John Wick right after this. But, um, no, it's we, we'll see John Wick. Yeah, cool. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Sounds movies? That's, that's it, yeah. Good. I saw that Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them at Home, and I didn't Did, like it. Didn't you? No. It just bothered me. This is a world of magic. 
and it was they were so restricted on what they could do magically. Like yeah, it was there were so many rules, and I'm like, well, I'd rather not be magical in this world. I don't know. It was a, it was a fun movie. It was fine, but that but maybe that's the impression of 1920s New York. Yeah, I guess so. And and what really you've seen it? Have you guys seen it? I watched yeah, about I fan. watched about 30 minutes of it, and then I turned it off. It wasn't that I wasn't like I just I don't know. Like you were just saying, <laughs> the distractions yeah, yeah. and everything else. Well, what the, my my favorite character in the movie, I don't think is going to be in the sequel. And that kind of and they're making like I heard they're making like want to make five of these movies or something. Even isn't it just one book? No, but they want to make this a franchise. Yeah, oh, right. It's yeah, it's going to be a even more. It was like seven or something. It's going to fill in the gaps between nineteen twenties magical era through to like sort of all the backstory of a lot of the characters in the original Harry Potter franchise. So all of the older characters, basically you'll see their younger lives. Yeah. Aren't they doing a Harry Potter film where they're all older as well? They, 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 they made the book. They had a, the, play, the stage play. Oh, okay. Which was, um, yeah, but yeah, they, I the, they're making that into a movie. The Cursed, Cursed Child? Yeah, yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah, there's no talk of a movie, but who knows okay. how if they got the, you know, the cast of train spotting Together to do transporting. Apparently that's too. a good movie. And apparently it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah, that's what twenty years on. So you never know. Cool, cool. Hell, they did it with Star Wars too. So hmm. I saw the trailer of that. I, I couldn't. I couldn't not uh, watch the Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bring it cool. on. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Now, I'll tell you what the problem with that trailer is. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, a big fan. Um, you know how Luke at the end. Uh, spoilers for people who don't watch trailers. You know how um Luke ends up being Ray's father. No. You know, no, no, you know how you know how Luke says um, it's time for the Jedi to end, and then yeah, the trailer yes. ends, right? Like, and then like I was I was on Reddit when it was happening. I love going on Reddit and reading people's reactions to trailers. Yeah. I don't know what it is. The whole reaction video and reaction thing is like massive now, and I was oh, like, this is it? the dumbest thing. I don't want to watch somebody get excited. Anyway, I'm sucked into it. So, um, but everyone's like, Luke, no! Like, what are you doing? And I mean, like, you know, it's meant to entice you, and it's meant to. But I mean, maybe. Like maybe Jedi's are just there are no good Jedi left. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. He's so cut about what happened with Kylo Ren. And yeah, absolutely. Like, and like he would obviously know, and or he would feel that that Han has passed on, right? Like right, that's yeah. part of the Force. Yeah, yeah. So if if not, Ray would have told him. Absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's true because yeah. at the end of the film, like the first well, one, he just stares. Back and after D2 are down the just down the hill. So yeah. Oh, Chewbacca is still alive, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Is he still being played by um, Peter Mayhew? Peter Mayhew. Yeah, and and another guy as well. Yeah, for um, the more acrobatic sort of stuff, because yeah, Peter's so. yeah. yeah old. I met Peter Mayhew. <laughs> He's I meant to be. He pops yeah, up all the time. So just very quickly, Peter Mayhew. When people are talking about stuff on Star Wars and on the Star Wars forums on Reddit and stuff, when he comes, um, sorry, he comes in every now and then, and he'll just say something, and then it always ends with "Cheers, Peter Mayhew." <laughs> like it's got his name at the top <laughs> of like. You know, it's not people yeah. don't do that, but he signs off on every comment. Like he would say, <laughs> "Yes, cheers, Peter Mayhew," and like it's the coolest thing. He's such a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, like I mean, maybe that's what the premise of this. Like it seems like it's a darker film. Yeah. Um, and you hear, you hear like you can I've, hear in the background snippets of other voices. You can hear like Darth Vader's breathing, yeah. and like you can hear like I think there's a bit of Yoda, maybe. Yep, I heard Yoda. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this one's. Oh, no, Joe about. hasn't heard this. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah re-listen to it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it was. It was on the. I think I've watched it maybe two or three times, mm. and it was on the second or third one that I I noticed the background voices. Cool. It's very subtle and it's in certain scenes, but on mm. that whole line that Luke said about <laughs> the end of the the Jedi, maybe he's realised that. You need balance, and the Jedi are too far on the good side, and 
Are there any any good Jedi left, though? Like, I don't really understand, but apparently the last of the Jedi is Rey is clearly delving into being one, or she is one. Yeah. Um, Kylo is one of them. Although he's 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 currently is Sith a Jedi though? Like no, but, the same thing. No, but Jedi is a, supposedly the Jedi is singular now. They've said. Yeah. It's not. It's not plural. Yeah. In the, in the that, that doesn't surprise me. So there's a good Jedi and a bad Jedi. Well, it's just possibly Luke is the last Jedi, and he's going to not. Maybe he's not going to train her as a Jedi. Maybe that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Maybe he's training. Like this is the thing. Maybe he's training her to be more holistic. That the reason that the Jedi and this is just pure speculation. Of course. The re- reason the Jedi failed so many times is that they were too good. That by not knowing the dark, they couldn't find that balance and know when to, you know, not strike against it or not be seduced by it because they didn't know any better. Are there any, uh, like, Jedi-Sith hybrids who, like, somebody who sort of practices the dark? I mean, Yoda knows the, the dark stuff, right? I think he's probably more aware of it, yeah. but I wouldn't say he's ever... So, like, but what, like, what is it that sort of signifies you've moved over to the dark side and you know dark, like, like we don't know? No, it's all. I could answer that with the expanded universe stuff, but now that's not canon anymore. So, yeah. in terms of the movies, that's not really. What was, what was the logic behind Disney killing all the canon sort of stuff? So they could make these movies without that, that extra baggage, right? Okay, because um, that's not to say they're not mining the expanded well, universe. Uh, Luke, uh, what's the name? Han Solo and Leia had a kid in the books, right? They had three kids, yeah, kids, and one of them, and one of them was not. One of them goes dark, yeah. Okay, but it wasn't Kylo. Like, Kylo is made up. He doesn't exist in books, right? Well, Kylo's name is actually Ben Solo. Yeah. And there was a Ben in the books. Yeah. Right, okay. Because they're all named after... One was Ben, one was Anakin, and then they had a daughter... Uh, no, they had twins, didn't they? Yeah, they had twins. Uh, Jansen and... and I, can't I can't remember how to pronounce it. And name. even Starkiller was, like, canon at one point, right? They yeah. originally said that Starkiller yeah. was, yeah. like... Because he's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well... They're actually, they're, so they're pulling from the expanded universe, stuff they like, they're bringing back. Yeah. So one of my favourites was uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yep. He, he appeared in the, the novels by Timothy Zahn, um, starting with Heir to the Empire. Fantastic character. He sort of brought the Empire back together after the defeat at um, Endor yep. in the last movie. And so, yeah, when they announced that all that's suddenly gone and it's, you know, alternate universe type stuff, it was a bit sad, but... He's just recently appeared in that uh, Star Wars Rebels cartoon. Yep. Which is currently on its process. I think it's in its last season now, yeah. just about to start. And it will tie directly into Rogue One at the end of the season because there's, there's bits of Rebels that actually appears in Rogue One if you're a fan and know to look for them. Jumping ahead just a little bit, with Battlefront 2 that's coming out, people yeah. are super excited about it. There are apparently three um, companies that are responsible for it. Yeah. So we've got DICE. We've yep. got... Um, uh, Cit- Citra... Oh, it starts with C. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called either. Why can't I remember them? It, it, C-I... Citroen? I think it's Citroen. Is Citroen a... That's a car... Isn't that a type of car? Whatever. Yeah, maybe look it up. There's three... There are three people that are responsible for, for the new one, right? Um, one of the teams is making the single player. One that's, of the teams... That's headed by um, the lady that used to work for Ubisoft yeah, and on the... Yeah, Jade Raymond's, yeah. 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 Um, but there are three people that are sort of responsible for it, but apparently everyone's pumped about this one because... I mean, when the first one came out, there were only four maps available and, yep. like, the characters didn't really span the entire sort of Star Wars universe. No. Now that we've got The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and stuff coming out, yeah. um, like, it's expanded a little bit more. Even the front cover has, um, it has, I don't know who the, the black stormtrooper looking man on the front is, but then it's got Rey on the left and it's got... Um, oh, Kylo on the other side? No, not Kylo. It's got... Uh, uh, Darth Maul? Darth Maul on yeah. the right. 
So, I mean, that already shows. I don't know. Are there any black stormtroopers? So, the, the black stormtrooper armor you see is actually the character that you're playing in the single player. Okay. And it's a, it's a, apparently a, a, a squadron called Inferno Squadron or something to that effect. Okay. And they're headed by a female trooper. And essentially, they're all Imperial pilots, but they're cross trained as saboteurs. Right, that's really so cool. So, like these uber commandos that can fly because uh, what was it what was, what was the commando one called it was a star wars commando. Commando. that was a very good game yeah, it was awesome. great. Yeah. i love that game and um it's almost like a rainbow six star wars game yeah but um what was i gonna say oh like with with this one like it i think maybe because it's so i think battlefront is actually using just canon stuff like the stuff that disney says is canon that's all it's going to be in there so you're not going to see like a star killer pop up and you're not going to see yeah, no but People are really hoping for, um, like, a Rogue Squadron component. Oh, yeah. And apparently Rogue Squadron isn't canon. But there is a mention in one of the movies about a Red Squadron. Because apparently the Rogue Squadron were renamed Red Squadron. So, this particular squadron is- Rogue Squadron is still canon, but probably all the adventures they had in the individual novels- Right, it doesn't count. Because Rogue Squadron was in Empire Strikes Back and in Return of the Jedi, but not to the level that they were in the expanded universe. They were huge. Well, there's apparently going to be um, a lot more maps, a lot more characters that span the breadth of it. You've got a single-player campaign, and there's finally space battles. Yes. And from what I'm I'm aware of, Battlefront 1 didn't have space battles. It it did in the end, but they weren't huge. They're not like they are now. They were just... You were just starships, little fighters on the map. Battlefield 1 was such a fantastic game. Dice know how to make multiplayer games. Just quickly, it's Dice Criterion. Criterion. That's it. Thank you. I was, playing, uh, I was playing Burnout today. Yeah, there you go. <coughs> Criterion are in it because they're, they're handling all the space battles. Yep, exactly it's right. Be awesome. Just put boost. Man, I mean, imagine, <laughs> imagine like you just crash into stuff. But I would absolutely love it. Like, Slow-mo. I don't. It, they don't. You don't have to be able to run around on the ground with sixty-four players, and then all of a sudden somebody gets in a ship and decides to fly into space. Because if that happens. The ground battle suddenly becomes very... Like, everyone loves planes in Battlefield games. Yeah. So, everyone's going to rush for the bloody TIE Fighters and the X-Wings, and they're going to take off into space, and there's going to be this really sad dog battle between two two ships. What I think would be cool is if you have a map, and the first 10 minutes of it is you on the ground, and then it expands and goes up, and then you're all dogfighting. Did you ever play um, Battlefront on PSP? I didn't. There's one that I've got, and... You could actually transition in the game from a ground battle to a space battle and then land on capital ships and fight in there. And okay. the way they kept you from just sticking to one type of combat, whether it was dogfighting in ships or fighting on the ground, was there were different objectives and different pushes you could make. So, it was Battlefront 2 as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Battlefront 2 had two ships as well, and you had to go from one ship to the other and try to take out. Like, Wait, hold on. There's a Battlefront 2? Yeah, in what's this game that's coming out? Battlefront, Battlefront Two. <laughs> so there's two Battlefront Two. This 2s. is Battlefront yeah. Two too. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Naming numbers, you know, yeah. works. Man. Well, they just rebooted essentially. Yeah. That. Yeah. See, what I'm really hoping for as well is um, there was a Battlefield game called I think it was 2142. Yes. Yeah. And in 2142, it had the, one of the coolest things I'd ever seen, where there were these big ships called Titans. Yeah. And what you would do is to like win on some of the levels. You would get a ship together and you'd pack it in and then you'd like, this is what I remember from playing it. It might be inaccurate, but you would take the ship and you would land on this big Titan cruiser and yep. you would raid it yeah. and you'd have to get in and you'd have to blow up a core in the middle of it or something. And then everyone would like leg it as it's blowing up awesome. and you'd jump out and like <coughs> yeah. parachute out. 
or the equivalent. I, of I read about that and always wanted to play. I didn't realize you. Had Unbelievable it. game. It was great. Um, and I'm hoping for something like this with battle. I think I might play Battlefront two. Yeah, we'll be playing it, mate. We'll be we'll be run. Oh yeah, because we'll Battlefield play. one is such a great game, and <laughs> the one before it, Battlefield four, was great. But that's weird. But like, it's. I don't care if it's Star Wars or it's not Star Wars. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, I was very averse to anything Star Wars. Not because I, like, I hated it. I just felt like I'm not a big fan. Like, how can I jump in and play a Star Wars game? Mm. Um, like, I love the pod racing game on Nintendo 64. Yeah, awesome. But there's so many Star Wars games. There they're is. So and there was actually one on the PlayStation 1 or maybe even 2. It was based off... Um, Phantom Menace. It was there was a it was it was a cool game, and that was quite a good game. Yeah, and they yeah. had so many cool cheats. I remember that as well. When you it finished was. it, you could do like you could play the game from a different perspective with different characters. But the best one was uh, Jedi Knight Two, oh, where you actually went in there and you felt like. And if they can somehow bring those Jedi Knight battles into a dice engine, yeah, they, might as well, they might as well print money. And like, you guys got to be really excited, like the fact that that Criterion are going to be doing the space battles. Like I was, my, my son today wanted to play a game, and, he, and on, on the computer he wanted to play a new game. And um, I went through my list and Burnout Paradise is there. And we've played that on Xbox 360, but I thought, oh, started from the beginning again because I haven't played it on PC before because oh, it, cool. was, um, it was part of a humble bundle or something where I picked it up. And um, yeah, we just played, we passed the controller between each other where it was just boost for as long as you can just boost oh, yeah. and just drive as fast and as long as you can go for doing jumps when you crash Swap the controller over. Nice. And like, and that, that game is what now? How many years old? Ten years old, probably. Yeah, or so? almost. Um, I, I, it's that's going to be awesome. I think that's going to be really cool. I hope that they can bring that level of kind of speed because that game has got so much speed to it. It's going to mm. be cool. It's very exciting. It's I, awesome. Like, it's very rare that you have Criterion. I think is a pretty big company. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dyson Criterion. The other one, Motive. Yeah, I think that's. What I don't. I, I don't know what they've made, but that's, that's Jade Redmond's. Oh, right. Raymond. 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 Yeah. Um, but that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, it is very cool. Having that many people sort of collaborate is, is an awesome thing. I don't know if you saw, you know, the um, you're talking before about the, um, the Imperial pilot armor. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a picture with, and you might have seen it in the trailer as well, there's a lady wearing that armor but without the helmet on? In the Battlefront 2? Yeah, Battlefront yeah. 2. I, didn't, I haven't seen the trailer. I've only seen oh. the cover art. Yeah. She's the main character that yeah. you play as. Okay. If you look carefully... It's the same physical and voice actor as a character in Halo 5. Huh. One of the main characters in Halo Crossover. 5. Crossover. It's happening. It's happening. A really long time ago and now somehow- I'm surprised yeah, the Halo movie doesn't exist, to be quite honest. Oh, it was supposed it, to happen. Yeah, it fell through a couple of times. Didn't it become District 9? Yeah. No, yes. was it District 9 or was it Elysium? Yeah. No, it was no, District, District 9. 9. Oh, right. Sorry, J- Motive, Jay Raymond's studio's first game is Battlefront 2, it looks like. That's awesome. And they got another Star Wars game coming out. Oh, cool. Bring them on. Okay, I want to change topic slightly. Yep. So I'm I'm setting a slight challenge for you guys, but in in part of the challenge, and this is something we'll talk about in coming weeks. Actually, I've set this challenge before, but you've forgotten, so we'll set it again. But I started it. I want us to write down our list of all the games from the year we were born to now that have impacted you throughout your life, but with a caveat. You've got to pick a game for that year that you might have played around that year. So there's other games that you've fallen in love with years later that were released in that year, but don't you didn't play around that time period. You can't pick it for that year. Does okay. that make sense? So the games that were impactful, not necessarily our favourite, something we might have spent a lot longest time with. Yeah, that's so time. I'm going to have FIFA for about four years in a row. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully we'll be able to pick some other things. 
I um I kept a journal um when I had my Sega Master System. Oh really? Of um all the oh, games you I played. Mentioned this, yeah. I did yeah. that one year too. All the games that I played, all the movies that I read, so, all the books that I watched, them, all the books I read. I just did the games, and I I did it all the way up until early PlayStation. So wow. I did I did Sega Master System, Mega Drive, and the early PlayStation. Then I gave up on it. Um, but the first entry was um in that wasn't the first game I played. But the first entry was a game called Black Belt, and Black Belt was a um a Sega Master System game where it was like a side scroller and you'd be like punching and kicking yeah. almost like final fight if you've ever played final fight it yeah. was like very slow yeah. walking and kicking and punching and then when you finally got to um a boss battle it turned into like a street fighter game awesome. oh nice yeah and it was really really cool um that and that was the first game really familiar mm. no it's good i'm looking it up as we speak um and there was also another game that we used to play called the ninja and that music is still stuck in my head one of the hardest games i've ever played in my life yeah i remember the ninja oh, i remember it. the cover to black belt yeah i don't know if i ever played it though all of the covers on the master system looked the same it was like a, yes. a cover art and then there were just these little grids it was like that grid paper math paper yeah yeah does that take you back i'm just showing jason uh i didn't realize it looked that amazing but yeah <laughs> that's, that's 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 quite good it's not bad for its time you know? no, the size really. of his arm his arm's like longer than his body yeah that's awesome he's using ninja powers <laughs> or in this case karate powers um so i'm going to take you back for a second that challenge once you you do it i've started mine i'm mind mapping it because i really started to struggle with picking one game for each year so i thought i'll narrow it down to three or four games the ones that impact me the most i thought maybe we could talk about a couple now yeah, go for Does that it. sound good? Yeah, cool. Um, okay, I've so far done years 84 through to 97, so I haven't got right to this my birth yet and I haven't gotten to now. Um, give me a year that you'd like to talk about. 1990. 1990. Okay, this is going to be interesting because in 1990 for me, let's give it some backstory, the main things that I was using to play games was the Mega Drive yeah. and my PC. Wow, okay. So... The four games that I picked out of that, three of them are Mega Drive games, and one of them is a PC game, and they were Alien Storm. Great game. Smash TV. Great game. Wing Commander. Great game. Wing Commander 1? Wing Commander 1. And Rolling Thunder 2. (laughs) Wow. That was a helicopter game, was it? No, it wasn't a helicopter game. What's Rolling Thunder 2? It was a side-scrolling shooter. Oh. Is Is that where Afro Thunder came from? No, it is not oh, where our first Thunder came from. I rented Alien Storm probably three or four times. Um, yeah, I, I finished it multiple times, and yep. like I, I had gaming buddies when I was a kid. Like people would come and do sleepovers, and we'd you know play two player and stuff. And Alien Storm, from memory, was a game where you were essentially this is what I remember: it was a side scroller. You would um, you move sort of up and down the screen, kind of like the way Streets of Rage or any other game yep. would sort of work. And then eventually there was a bit in the level where you were basically on a jetpack and you would fly through the level and yep. you were essentially floating in the air. Yep. Do you also remember there was a first-person view where you'd shoot up like a store? I do now. Yep. yep. Awesome. So, so do you know what the game actually is if you look really carefully at it? Because I'm pretty sure it's the same team and I'd have to look it up to be sure. It is Golden Axe sci-fi. It felt like <laughs> that. Because it plays exactly like Golden Axe. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty was, sure it's the same Was thing. there stuff you could ride on, though? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, oh, like Aliens there? or something. Oh, wait a second. Hmm, can't remember. Alien Storm was great. I'm looking at Rolling Thunder 2 here. That that looks like a game that I would like. But Can I, I see it? It's... It, it was quite slow. Um, oh. It looks like a kind of westernish sort of thing, but it's not, is it? No. I've played this. Yeah. It's a fun game. Of the list there, I've, I've definitely played Smash TV, but Wing Commander would be my pick of those ones there. See, I didn't. I played the Wing Commander that had Mark Hamill in it. 
Yeah, that's Wing Commander 4. four. I love that one, yeah. Yeah, it was four, four or five discs as well. Yeah. And he had like a buddy that was a little bit like Chewbacca. Yeah, Hobbs. <laughs> yeah, Hobbs, yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of your mortal enemies a couple of games earlier. And then he becomes your buddy. He, he defects, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great game. Um, okay, let's let's do one more year just for funsies and then Go, Jace. we can talk about it. In- 97? 97. I've only got two titles. Goldeneye. Yes. And Jedi Knight. Oh, yes. That's a good year, 97. That is a good year. Never played Goldeneye. You never played Goldeneye. I've still no. got it at home. I've got it hooked up. Oh, There's no way I could go back and play it, though. Like, it's not... I'm not going to no, It's true. Yeah. It won't be fun. We should, yeah. play, we should play the Golden Gun mode just once. Well, you know, you can get the, the Steam, like the Half-Life conversion of it. Is, oh, yeah. Is, is fun. Like, okay. a little go around it. But it probably won't be fun for you, Jace, if you've not... My memory of it, I didn't own a Nintendo 64, but one of my mates from school did. And this is 97 was a good couple of years after school for me. And it was my 21st. And yep. we set up two consoles in the garage as part of the 21st so we could yep. play through the night. In fact, we stayed up until, uh, until breakfast the next morning and then fell asleep after breakfast. Yeah. But, um, uh, for a 21st, it was rather rather tame, but we played uh, Micro Machines and Goldeneye all through the night. It was yeah. good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Goldeneye was, was, like I've said this before, like in, in terms of games that really got me like so, like I was already, I've played, been playing games all my life, but Goldeneye was the game that really propelled me into a different kind of feeling about games. Like it was, it was everything. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so revolutionary. The first person actually working on console and... Do you know, it was something that I played my brother and my cousins as well and, yeah, playing multiplayer and then finishing the game and, you know, all the little secrets and, you know, having the big head mode and the paintball mode and all that sort of thing afterwards. There was so much game there. It was, it was brilliant. I loved it. Do you it. have, like, a, like a favourite memory of, like, um, uh, like, a co-op game that you played with your buddies? It doesn't have to be strictly a two-player because I feel like the era of past the controller is gone. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't have to be gone. No. Because... Couch co-op is actually almost a dead thing. Like, it's slowly coming back with indie titles, but once upon a time, you would have... Most games would be two-player. It was yeah. just the nature of things. Um, and then you would make do... Like, you, you were so used to playing two-player with people that when there was a game that was only single-player, you'd still pass the controller. You'd take a life here and yeah. there. And games don't really have lives anymore. No. I mean, you could play based on deaths, surely, but yeah. there's just... With the whole fact that there's, like, a save system in place where... You know, it'll save random or auto save randomly and stuff. So, like, I feel like, I feel like couch or not couch cop, but the whole pass the controller thing needs to come back. Oh, totally. Um, but also, but it might be an age thing. Like, you know, you the three of us, we don't have the time to just hang out and sit down and play games all day. And when we do have that time, we always pick something that's multiplayer, like an yeah. overcooked or we were yeah. playing Puyo Puyo Tetris before. Um, Such a great game. It's a great game. Um, and so. Like, I guess my question is, when you were a kid, was there something that you would play with your brother, your best friend, your parent, whatever, that you just fondly remember? Like, it doesn't have to be the number one thing, but just what comes to mind? What do you remember sitting down and playing? Micro Machines. It was the first game on the Mega Drive where the Mega Drive had two controller ports, but the second Micro Machines game brought in controller ports on the cartridge. Yep, I remember so that. it went up to four controllers. And I remember my, I used to take the Mega Drive to my uh, grandmother's place and my cousins would come around and they had a Mega Drive as well. And we'd get them to bring two of their controllers and we'd all play. 
And that was just, we'd spend whole Saturday afternoons just at my grandparents' place, all of us in the spare room playing. It was great. Yeah. I've done a lot of multiplayer with my brother and my cousins, like Street Fighter, um, FIFA, GoldenEye and things. But to, to kind of go on with what you were saying, Jace, I think I, I might have mentioned this on a podcast before, and sorry if I have, but Silent Hill was the one where with my cousins. I don't think brother, you have mentioned that before. That's um, cool. Yeah, we, we did that past the control thing. And I was the youngest. And like I've said this again, again before where with my, my, my brother and my cousins, like they were, you know. Did, sorry, did it scare you as a kid? Oh, yeah. Like I was petrified. But <laughs> and what we used to do was just kind of, you know, I would kind of go up and down the streets kind of. We had to go to the buildings or whatever it was. There was always that mist in the game. And there were sirens or something that went off from memory? Yeah, I can't. No. I, I, I just, what a, the, the, the very vivid picture in my head that I like was sitting there with my cousins. I'm sitting on the floor. My cousin's on the on the couch behind me. Like my brother and my other cousin in the room as well. Lights off, all you know, really close to the TV, and just going down the street and just with the with the fog and yeah, we just took turns kind of passing the control here and there. And when it got too much for me, I would just kind of like I would look at the top of the TV or at the very bottom of the TV. Yeah. So I'd look like I'd, I'd pretend I was watching it, but I just couldn't do it. And I was just like, yeah, just just acting tough sort of thing, you know. I just but that was yeah. That, that sort of game. And, and then my brother and I, we played a bit of Resident Evil together like that as well. Yep. Um, yeah, I played Resident Evil too that games, way. Dino Crisis and yep. um, what was it? Parasite Eve, you know, those sorts of... Parasite Eve was a great game. But yeah, from memory, Parasite Eve never came to Australia. No, was it it, a, yeah, Parasite... I'm sure yeah, I played Parasite that. Eve 2 did. Okay. The original oh, Parasite oh, Eve, yeah, you, had to, right. you had to get an NTSC copy. Okay. And back in those days, there were very easy ways to get into I, 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 I might have yeah. done that back in those days. Should, the thing is, I think like a lot of people, a lot of kids that I found in the, that era weren't aware that their PlayStation was what we referred to as being chipped. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they weren't aware of it. Like it was just, it was well, they were kid. aware of it. They were like, oh, my PlayStation's chipped. But they didn't present it in a way that was like, <coughs> this is a legal issue or this is a pirate. Like piracy was, uh, these are the early days of it, right? Like besides, you know, copying VHSs and, you know, you wouldn't steal a car and you wouldn't... Yeah rob a house or whatever it was um like it wasn't there wasn't any sort of there, there wasn't drm there wasn't anything it there was, was just, a shop down in absolutely where I grew there was up. always a shop i grew yeah. up like yeah. yeah. there was a no, shop everywhere. down in the plaza like in in this shopping complex yep. that just sold them like they advertised them in the front of the screen come and buy playstation games five dollars for a couple like it was like two bucks so i was so averse to like I was like i want to buy the original i had this thing about i need the original case with the original manual that doesn't exist anymore and yeah. me like and all that sort of stuff. Oh, absolutely! Like, oh, I've got a, I've got um, my mate picked up uh, Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus or whatever yeah. it's called for the Switch. You can't get it in Australia, and they had a run in America of it where they did a physical run. Cool. Mm. And it comes with a manual. I think we talked about this that looks exactly like the original Legend of Zelda manual, but oh, with the nice. Binding of Isaac characters. And they put stickers in the box and they put all sorts that's, of stuff. Oh, that's awesome. The last time that I had anything that was close to that was the Witcher 3 box came yeah. packed with stuff. Yeah. Like heaps of stuff, like a proper manual and an yeah. art. And, and, blah, and blah. a little thank you card. And a thank I you card that. for buying the game. Yeah. Simple things. Anyway. Well, that's the problem with, just to digress really quickly, that's the problem with current collector's editions. There's too much on the statue that... Everyone puts aside until they repli- when they replace it with the next statue from the next game. Yeah, you, you want a collector's edition that's got the cool stuff in it. You know, the patches, the the stickers, the. I'll, I'm disappointed know. there isn't a 
really good Star Wars Battlefront collector's edition. Yeah. I, I wanted a statue or something. I was like, I'm going to spend some stupid money here. Yeah. An action figure that comes with it. You don't need something huge, but an action figure Actually, that's only for it. I have. I, that's when I was working at EB was when Battlefront 2, I think, was out. And I've got, they had, you could buy the game and you got exclusive um, Hasbro Star Wars figurines from, from in-game characters. And I got all of them because I worked there and I was just able to, you know, do that, which was very nice. No, my boss was a legend. He knew I was actually that. Like, yeah, he, he that was one of the reasons I got the job. I think. Anyway, I'll tell you a little story though. Jumping back, you said there was a place at the the markets where you yeah. could or wherever no, where you could a do it. Complex. Like, so I used to go to Paddy's Markets. Yeah. Um, which is we're in Sydney. It's uh, where Haymarket is, yeah, in Chinatown. Yeah. And so you used to go there, and there was a guy, yeah. um, an Asian dude, um, <laughs> who used to. Um, who used to, he had a shop with like all like anime based stuff. And in, in Haymarket, um, in the shopping center above it, there's a place oh, yeah. called Game, Game Infinity. Infinity. Yeah. They've been around for years. I believe they're still around. <coughs> Give them your support. They're awesome. I went and actually bought a game called RPG Maker, which I brought up before. Yeah. The legit proper copy of it. Yeah. I needed a chipped PlayStation to play it, but I bought the proper copy. 160 bucks it cost me, right? 160 bucks in 1998. It was a fortune. It was a for- still a fortune, but like yeah, it was a fortune back then. Anyway, right? So I used to go to this guy and so um, my friends, um, the kids that I grew up with, they would go there and they'd have their chipped PlayStation. I was like, no, I'm never doing it. I, you know, I like keeping things in their original condition. It wasn't really a moral thing. I just, I liked the idea of having a game with a oh, case yeah. and having yeah. a collection up on the wall. I didn't want this little sleeve with this crappy printed front cover. So anyway, eventually when you're only only $10 pocket money per week, it takes you nine weeks to save up for a game. You kind of you break a little bit. You you see that your friends are playing ten games. Yeah, and and so this is really for me where the decline of um, the decline of like not the decline of video games, but I had too many options. So I would go down, I would save up my pocket money, I'd have fifty bucks, and like any time I'd ever have, you know, like I think it was if you bought five from this guy, you got it for thirty five. <coughs> but if you bought them individually, like they were ten bucks each, right? Yeah. So it was just like, well, sweet. Like, I'm going to get 35. So I'd save up 30. My mum would give me the extra five. And I'd make the 20-minute walk to, to Paddy's Market with my friends. Yeah. It's always up this really big hill. And, like, I got there and I'd go in and he'd show me what was available. And originally it started off as, like, these things were hanging on the wall. But eventually it moved to, like, this little tin. Yeah. And I guess maybe as, like, piracy became more of a thing and it became the legality around it changed. Yeah. And so I would flip through and I'd be like, I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. Romance of the Three Kingdoms and, you know, um, Brave Fence and Musashi, which never came here. One of the best games I've ever played and um, all sorts of stuff. Um, Grandia, heaps of them. Anyway, and so, like, I'd pick these out and I didn't know what they were. But the beauty of it was that they were 10 bucks or less if they were 35 for five. And, and I go home and I play them. Yeah. Except that's where it started. And it's the, the thing that still happens today with Steam is a sale and you buy heaps of games, but you don't really play them. Yeah. yeah. And so that was kind of happening for me. <coughs> and even though I had more time back then, I didn't really give a game a full attention. Like, I remember I saved up for ages to play Warcraft 2 on PlayStation 1. Yeah. Got it from a, a shop called Fish Records. Doesn't exist anymore. Oh, yeah. And... Um, and I would go, and I even bought this horrible, horrible game called the Grand Stream Saga, which was an RPG. I saw pictures on the back; it looked awesome. It's one of the worst RPGs <laughs> I've ever played in my life. But I, I paid seventy bucks for it. Yeah. Um, and of course, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to play it twice. <laughs> um, and and like, and that was just what it was. Um, and so yeah, I used to go to this guy, and, and to get the the chip PlayStation for me to get it to work, you could go to somebody, and they would solder on this component onto yeah. your motherboard, or 
there was a certain error of PlayStation 1 that existed where there was an adapter at the back that was um, available for Game Genies and Game Shots, yeah. and they phased that out. The reason they phased that out of the later PlayStation 1s was because people were using it for piracy. Yeah. Um, they said it was so to prevent cheating, but, I mean, Game Sharks and Game Genies were a thing back yeah. then. Oh, huge. Yeah. And so what you used to get was this horrible fluoro purple thing called like a game fun or something. And you plug it into the back in this weird serial port adapter. Yep. And then you get a spring and you put the spring inside the PlayStation where there's this little metal, uh, sorry, there's this little plastic bit that pushes down that causes the disc to spin. So if you ever open up your PlayStation, the disc stops spinning. Yep. What causes it to spin is pressing down this button in the back right corner. Yep. So you could put your finger or pinky on it and the disc would start spinning up. And we used to like do it, like, I don't know why, like you've yeah, got, yeah, you got video that. games played, yeah. you'd hold it down and then people would play and like eventually somebody would crack and have to like release their pinky and the game would stop. <laughs> and that was fun for us. But anyway, so they put the spring in. So you load up this thing called a boot disc. Don't know what was on it. It was black magic. Yeah. And it would load up and then it would change the um, console from PAL to NTSC. Um, we're in Australia. PAL is uh, for us and for England and parts of Europe, NTSC is everywhere else, Japan, US. Um, and and you would load up your games and that was it. It was just boot disc. I, I remember when I was like, this would have been late 80s and I went to my friend Tim's place and they had, I think it was a NES and they had a adapter thing you put on top of it where you could put in floppy disks and that had games yeah. on it. And that, that blew my mind. I was like, because... It was, it was a Super Nintendo. My cousin had was the same thing. Was it a Super Nintendo, was it? And the amount Maybe of games... Because he'd borrow a game from... So it was like loading ROMs, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. And it, it, it was blew my mind. My cousin was borrowing games from the local video store. He'd copy them, return them, and then he'd have the game to play for, for ages. And his Super Nintendo catalogue was huge. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but when we were young, like, with the actual, you know, what, the, what was it, five and a half inch discs? Yeah. yeah. Like, that was just... That was just... That was it. That was what everyone... Five and a quarter. Five and a quarter. Was it three and a half? Five and a quarter. Um, yeah, and everyone just kind of did that back then. And, it, you know, lucky for, for the video game industry, we moved away from that a bit, but I know it's still right. Yeah. My, my opinions on piracy and things have sort of changed over the years. And, like, I see it as, like, I earn enough money to be able to buy these games. And games are very expensive. But games were also expensive when we were kids. Like, mm -hmm. I still remember buying, or my mum buying, Sega Mega Drive games. And they were about $60 or $70. Yeah, they're, cheap, yeah. they're cheaper by inflation now, for sure. Absolutely. But it's like, I look at it as, oh, I've got a job, so therefore I can afford it. Yeah. Some people are like, games are too expensive. But you've got to think about the amount of man hours that go into them. But it's, there is so much stuff out there now. And like, the, because there's so many options, there's also a decline in quality for a lot of them. Yeah. And for me, it's just like, I can part with $80, but to part with $80 to try a game that you might hate, because you can't rent games anymore, really. Well, you kind of did that on Steam. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you can rent and then refund <laughs> yeah. stuff, but you know, like... Well, even the age of demos died off. Yeah, remember, it really has. It's like, different, man. Yeah. Like, do you remember when the Xbox and the PlayStation 2 were out? Magazines with demo discs on the front were huge. Yeah. I still have my collection of Xbox... The original Xbox demo discs, I, I kept them all because there's some gems on there. And some of the demos were actually exclusive content that never made it into the game. Yeah. Or were an altered version of what made it into I, the game. I think, though, today, where you get to see what you like, if you like a game or not, is the Let's Plays and the YouTube videos and all that sort of thing. Like, I think that's a good point, that, man. That's yeah. what, you know, that, that's what I would do if I wasn't sure about if I'm going to play a game. And it's also, there's so much, you know, 
there's so many different outlets like versus player where you might like Jace's opinion about games and you hear you talk about something and you go, all right, I'm going to play that because my yeah. interests lie in a kind of similar, yeah. similar field. Yeah. I, I do miss the interact- interactivity of a good demo, yeah. especially one that maybe gave you a slightly different view of what the game ended up being. That was really cool too. Like they did yeah. that, like where, where the demo was different a little bit to the end, to the final game as well. Well, actually think of the demo we played recently, and this is probably an exception to, to the rule these days, but that demo of Resident Evil yeah. 7, the latest one, like, isn't that meant to be different to the, the main game or adds to the main game? Uh, as far as I'm aware, the bit, that plays in that doesn't exist in the main game. Yes. Yeah, so it's just a, a separate thing. I, yeah. I think it's something that studios should consider. It's a, it's a nice tool to, to draw you in. But then you'll make the, you go get stuffed. I'm not playing that. <laughs> the reverse is what we were playing before. Was it Poyo Poyo Tetris? Mm-hmm. And that demo is pretty much all you need. If, nah, if, I'd still buy it. Yeah, but there's a lot of game in that demo. Oh, there is, but. <laughs> there is, but then there's like an element of that kicks in where it's, what is that? It's part of your chairs come off of my chest. Oh, awesome. Sorry. There's like, there's like an element of like, um, there's an element of like, um, this demo is so good. It's so much fun. Yeah, I, I can see that there are five blocked out game modes. And even though I'm only playing swap over and over again, yeah. like I kind of almost want to support it. Yeah. And like jumping back to like the Witcher three, for example, they've gone down a route there where you're getting all this stuff in the box and like, once upon a time for me, it was like, I want to have this collection. I've still got boxes and boxes and boxes of old video games that, uh, you know, I wanted to have that. I want to have the collector's edition. I wanted to fully support it. I wanted to do all this. And now, like, my mindset has changed where it's just like, there's so much stuff out now. There's so much going on. Like, I want to go ahead and just get it digitally. Yeah. Like, I just want to have it, you know, I'm not afraid of, like, one day when Xbox says, oh, we're not doing this anymore. Like, we're turning off. Yep. You can't play your games. I probably don't want to play them anyway. So it's like, what do I do? Like, uh, See, I do want to play them, but I agree with you. I do like the convenience of digital. I don't know. I think there's a, uh, a middle ground. Actually, it's we've talked about this once before, but and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'm getting to the point now where I buy a lot of comics digitally, and I'm starting to think that if it's a series that I absolutely love then or there's a particular story arc that I absolutely love, I might actually go and buy the physical copy of the that arc to keep um, and still buy the rest digitally. And I'm thinking I'd do the same with games if I could buy the physical copy, even if it came out later with maybe some extra content, even if it's not game content. Like a game of the year edition or something. There's a lot of people do that. And I think think we all agree that, you know, you shouldn't pirate games. Like, you know... Oh, absolutely. I'm not... not, Like, when when I'm talking about the past and where I'm at now and what I'm, like, confused about... Yeah, like, when I said that about, the like, the five and a quarter inch disc, it's like, that was just... I remember my mum giving me games on it and I just thought that's how you got games. Like, I I didn't understand and, you know, know any better. And I think, you know, we know better now and... You, you were saying, Jace, about the quality of games in a lot of some games. The quality is such trash, but the quality in other games is phenomenal. Like you're still playing Zelda, and that that is that that game. Zelda is so good that I paid four hundred yeah, exactly right. and sixty nine dollars plus the cost it. of the Zelda game yeah. to play it. And you're saying, and you've said that that was a, a worthwhile investment, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think you know there is there's this kind of entitlement I think that some people have about you know oh this. This game's out. I should be allowed. I should be allowed to play it. Like, there's so many games now. We were saying this, I think, on the last podcast. You've got to pick and choose a little bit, like what Absolutely. you want to play and what you can play. And I think 
like what you were saying, Jace, no, John, I'm sorry about waiting a little while. Like I just picked up Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Yeah. $10 I got oh, it for. Oh, nice. I, got a, I, I bought something on Mighty Ape. They gave me a $10 off voucher if I spent $19.95 or more. And it was on sale $15 with $5 postage. So I got it for $10. So that's that's on its way. And nice. I wanted to play it when it came out, but I was like, oh, I can't really put $70 towards that right now when I've just spent, you know, 140 on two other games. Yeah. And 10 bucks, like, that's that's awesome. And, and, and I'll play it now and I'll be just as happy as I would have been playing it then. I'll, uh, I'll give a quick shout out just there based on what Joe was saying. There's a... I post on Reddit a fair bit and I go on Reddit a fair bit. Um, and they're big with the games. There's a whole Can sub. Can follow you on Reddit? Uh, I think so. How did that? What's your name on Reddit? Do you, do you want to give it out there or you don't want to? Uh, we actually have like a versus player on Reddit. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I think it's oh. actually just versus player. It's Jace. On <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all me. Yeah. So when yeah, that guy, that guy's bagging out Star Wars and all the Star Wars <laughs> forums, that's me. I'm the one trolling. Anyway, um, I know there's a subreddit called Patient Gamers and it's yes, about yes. people who wait. I mean, it's, it's self-explanatory. I definitely consider That's myself one of those. But I mean, like more power too, you know, yeah. like, I mean, it's not, you're not taking away my, like when games can be um, put on digitally, I don't even know why pre-orders exist, but when games can be put like on digitally. No, you know digitally, why they exist? Persona 5. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. Harder. Yeah, like, yeah. There you go. Anyway, sorry, Chase. Like, um, you know, $10 for them is still $10 in their pocket yeah. later. Like mm. the game, what they've, they've created something, but there's an unlimited resource. Yeah. When it's online. Yeah. Like it caught maybe bandwidth, but like, anyway, it's good. It's good that you got it for 10 bucks because it's worth 10 bucks. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have to play it after the last one though. I love no, so it's, it's It's very I much the same as the last one. one. I, I have a rant though that goes along these lines. and is something this, that's is been, this some consoling coming up? Yeah, or ma- maybe. But it's, in this case, it's not quite the gaming industry, but there's some stuff in the gaming industry in Australia that does this. And I'm going to have a big rant about this because it, Pisses me off. Before you have a rant, we're going to take a quick break. This is player. Uh, and we're back, and I think Jonathan's about to get angry. I am. I am. I'm, I'm annoyed at Disney at the moment. Do you know why I'm annoyed at Disney? I, do, I don't know. You didn't like Aladdin Return of Jafar. You didn't think it was an adequate sequel. That's why and I didn't you were watch upset. It, you were upset that Robin Williams didn't play the genie. He played it in the next movie. That wasn't, the, a, wasn't it Return of Jafar? Was that part two or part three Return of Jafar? No, part three was uh, King of Thieves. And that one had Robert Williams back in it. Apparently, he wasn't back for any of them. Yeah, was, he was he back for one? He did one at the beginning. Oh, it doesn't matter. This isn't why John is angry. John is angry at Disney because... Their change in policy on Blu-ray releases recently in Australia. <laughs> Pardon? Now, that sounds weird. <laughs> but let, let me just delve into what I'm really pissed off about. So, up until recently, when Disney released a Blu-ray... They usually gave you the digital copy that you could then redeem through either the Google Play Store or through the iTunes Store, depending on the platform you use. So, their last two reasonably large releases that, if you look at the other titles in the franchise, got this, didn't come with the digital copies. I just bought Rogue One today. Did that mean that doesn't come with the digital copy? Exactly. Seriously? No digital copy. Oh, I got the Steelbook special one. Because I was going to buy Rogue One. I really want it. And I love having the digital copy because then I've got it on my my phones oh, and my iPads. What a waste of money, anyway. And like that's <laughs> that's twenty five bucks worth of free title digitally that I can use, as well as having the Blu Ray if I want to stick in the disc. Yep, it, it's good. 
Doctor Strange didn't get it. So I've got the majority of the Marvel movies on Blu-ray and they all came with the digital copy. I think there was one or two exceptions because it started after Iron Man, I think. Iron Man didn't get it, neither did the Incredible Hulk. So it didn't have it. So Rogue, Rogue One doesn't Sorry. have it. Doctor Strange doesn't have it. So I'm going to be buying them on, on digital. Here's what annoys me the most. <laughs> Wait, so you're going to buy the Blu-ray and the digital version? No, I'm just going to buy the digital. Oh, right. Bugger the Blu-ray. Yeah. But here's what annoys me the most. I saw a picture of Rogue, the Rogue One release in the States comes with a digital copy. What? Disney Australia, what the hell? Ripped off. All right, so this is your right, my friend. You have the right to go down to your um, favourite retailer, whoever yes. they may be, um, or order online because it'll be cheaper. Get yes. yourself a Blu-ray burner <laughs> and burn the copy. <laughs> it's, it, and it is you. It is your you, right. You own it. You, own you physically own the copy. That That's is your true. license in one hand, yes. and in the other hand is nothing because it's digital. And you can have it, and it's completely legal. Just don't share it. I have a friend who calls it offsite backup. Offsite backup. That is a great name for it. But that's originally like we were talking about piracy and yeah. stuff before. That's not piracy. Yeah. you no. own the copy. Yep. Apparently, you're allowed to download ROMs of old Nintendo games as long as you own the game. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Um, it's, it's a real gray area in Australian law. and no Australian one, law or just law in general? No, it's, it's actually Australian law is pretty specific about um, this. Because overseas, uh, a lot of the places tend to do it a little differently. But in Australia... There is a law pertaining to you having the legal right to have a backup, but it's contradicted, I believe, by another law. <laughs> yeah, here's where it gets murky. It's very clear. It's contradicted by that you're not allowed to break the copyright or the copyright protection on a disc, and by doing that, you no longer it covers. I I don't know how it works, but I know yeah. No one's ever been chased after on it unless they start sharing, in which case then, you know, the license holders can pretty easily win, oh. win the case. But for, the, for, you know, the mom and pup that's holding it at home and has, um, you know, just as a backup for themselves, I haven't heard of any um, publisher or movie house or game house that's actually gone after them. But, I mean, oh. I'm by no means an authority on this and this is just my understanding of it. And it's why I haven't. But I like the convenience of I buy it and I can download it on iTunes and have it on all my devices. Yep. It's great. It's easy. Why the hell would you suddenly take it away from me? It's not going to make me buy both the iTunes copy and the Blu-ray. I'm not going to do that. I love the convenience of having it on my devices that I can just watch. I, I totally understand your frustration with it. And as someone, like I said, I just bought it today. I ordered it um, online from JB Hi-Fi and then... They sold my copy, so they had to get one in, and finally they got it in today. Um, but I, I just assumed that it had a digital copy with it. Like I, yeah. I didn't even know. And you're right. Like it, it's something that it's cool to have that. Like when we go up the coast, I bring my phone with me, yeah. and plug it in on the TV, and we we watch movies that way. And yeah. now we're not going to be able to do it with Rogue One, which is sad. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a tale as old as time with Disney. Like, they- <laughs> how long were you waiting to say that? That was great. Um, <laughs> oh. I forgot what I was going to say. That's all you needed to say. I could, it's I definitely could, a tale as old. Akuna Matata. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, where are we going next? <laughs> we haven't talked about what games we were t- we were playing. We have we, we 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 were or we are or we is okay. So well, Jace, can I can I ask Jace? Is he got a new favorite game of all time, and is it Uncharted Four? Because it should be. <laughs> 
So my new favorite game of all time is Uncharted 4. All right, here's the thing. Uncharted 4. Here's, here's the thing about Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4 is the best game ever made. Now, the reason for that... Now, it's not the most fun I've ever had in a game. Yeah. Um, in Not on a negative side, just purely on... All right, so with Metal Gear Solid, right? Metal Gear Solid 4 was very much like an interactive movie. Yes. Like you got to play a little bit, then you'd watch a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah, un- why and un- Uncharted 4 is in the same vein. There's definitely a lot more gameplay, but there's even a mode after you finish Uncharted where you can go back and just play what they refer to as the encounters. And I think there's something like 12 encounters in the whole game. Oh, really? So there's 12, like, it isn't like you're running around, you shoot one guy, and then you run around a little bit longer. What happens should, in Uncharted is- CJ's running right now. Really yeah, when you, when, you, when you play Uncharted- there's a sequence. Yes. And you take care of it. And then Nate announces at the end. Um, Glad oh, that sequence is oh, done. Oh, so clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Like, you know, um, I think that was the last one. And then yeah. Sam's just like, yep. Sam's his brother. Um, and so. What? Spoilers. Don't whatever. You knew, <laughs> you knew Sam was his brother. I didn't know that he had a brother, Sam. Wait, you don't know that there's a brother in this? Oh, man. I'm not even going to. There are no. Don't, sp- don't tell him about the monkey, all right? There's the a monkey? monkey? <laughs> He's the pet monkey that sits on his shoulder the whole time. The lemur. Oh, sorry. It was a lemur. It was sorry. a lemur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did right. you get that achievement? Yeah, that was awesome. You picked um, up the apple and then you got the lemur? Because the only way you can get the lemur to run up on you, apparently, is if you pick up the apple first. I'm totally ignoring the both of <laughs> you. Um, anyway, so, like, with Uncharted, um, you, you you play. And so, at the beginning of the game, like, there's I think there's 22 chapters in the whole game. And so, at the beginning, it's, it's very linear. And I think all Uncharted games have always been very linear. But... Um, I sat down and I played probably the first maybe five or six hours with, with Jen. And when I say played with, she sat next to me and watched me. And, um, she watched you with the game, sorry. She, yeah, <laughs> she definitely wasn't watching. She, 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 no, 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 she was looking at the game. Um, <laughs> and so he, here's the thing, right? Um, visually, it's one of the most impressive games I've seen. Yeah. But the way that people, forgetting about motion capture and all that sort of stuff, like the little nuances, the way they communicate with each other, like they've just got... It, it's the most real thing. Yes. And if Uncharted was a movie, it would be an okay movie. It would be like, all right, this is a pretty fun adventure flick. Yeah. Joe looks upset. But oh, when no, you, no, 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 no. But when you see it as a video game, you're like, you've put Hollywood on the screen. Yeah. And it, you've yeah. made Indiana Jones. Like, you've made, like, a film. And the fact that it's so fleshed out, I think, is what makes it so amazing. Like, it's not condensed into a one and a half, two hour movie or something like that. That it goes for yeah. probably however many you know, hours that you spent on it. Sorry. Absolutely. But there's a scene um, quite early on in the game where you sit down with your uh, your partner. Yes. And so I was sitting down with Jennifer, my partner, and we were watching Nathan's partner and them have a very simple interaction. Grab a beer out of the fridge. Have some dinner. Have a conversation on the couch. How was your day? Yeah. And man, you felt it. Yeah. And I knew that I was in for something special. I already felt that I was in for something special. There's no way this game can be bad. That moment alone, just to have that feeling and like, I'm sitting next to Jen on the couch while Nate is sitting next to his wife. I'm being very vague here on the couch. Um, Why are you being vague? Wife or husband? Be more vague. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm being vague because you don't want to know. But I mean, it's, it's an I, older I, game I now. I think I knew he's married to Elena. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, right? Yeah. Don't so, talk about the couch that he's sitting on. It's really cool. It's a cool couch. Yeah, awesome. no. So like, so like they're on the couch, they're talking about, they're eating some, some dinner and like even just the simple little things like Elena's typing away on a laptop. She's like, give me a second and yeah. done. I'm ready to, yeah. it's just, it's such a human moment. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. And you have these great moments with the, the other characters that come back into the game. You've got Sully, you've got your brother, Sam. Um, 
it jumps backwards and forwards between the past and the present yeah. masterfully. Brilliantly. Um, the, the combat's fun. Like, it's really, really cool to run around and sort of like- it. Basically, the combat moments are like <laughs> stealth as long as you can until you yes. stuff up. Yes. And then you're just like, ah, stuff it and you blast everyone away. And it's not like the sort of game where you go stealth and then you stuffed up so you reload. You just live with it. Yes. You live with the consequences. Um, it's the- not going to make a difference in the next scene. Absolutely. And the thing about it is like every Uncharted game introduces something new into like into the way it runs. In this, it's a grappling hook. The grappling hook steals the show in terms of the gadget that you have. As an example, Zelda uses four tools masterfully to basically allow you to do whatever you want to do in the game. You've got games like Skyrim that have thousands of tools because you've got different spells and (laughs) things, but you feel overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but in this but in uh, in Uncharted you've got one tool but it steals the show right yeah you've got two tools but you only use one of them and so like you throw yeah 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 but you like you'll, you'll throw your grappling hook and this is the cool thing like I'm looking at Jonathan here but this is the cool thing right so yeah. in a game where you've got a rope and there are many games Bionic Commando it's the yes. only game I can think of but anyway there are games that Indiana use there, Indiana Jones there are games Indiana. that use rope you throw a rope or you swing on something. Yes. You know, uh, uh, Titanfall 2. Very cool use of the grappling hook rope yeah. type Mortal thing. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Shut up. But what, but what I'm saying is forget about ropes. What I'm saying is forget everything you know about ropes. Oh, Pitfall was just a vine, wasn't it? He forget, had, I think he had a rope on his hip anyway. Forget everything you know about ropes. In this, if you throw a rope, right? Yeah. And you might tie it around a tree or you might throw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't clip through the rope. He stands and steps over the rope. So, oh, part of the what? cool thing is, right, so you've got a winch that's attached to a car. Yeah. He'll run up. This game's old, yeah? It's a pretty old game. Uncharted 4. It's old enough, yeah? yeah? It's like a year. Whatever. Anyway, so you'll go up. You've got a winch on a car. You've got to pull a car up a muddy ravine thing. Think Jurassic Park. Think Jurassic Park. You run up to the top with the hook, the winch on the front of the car. This is what you do. You run around the tree. You hook the rope onto itself. Yeah. It, and then you step over the rope. You don't clip through the rope. You don't move through the rope. He doesn't just stop and, like... Do nothing. <laughs> he literally steps over so the rope. We need to video this segment just so, so that the actions are No, but what I'm saying great. is what I'm saying to you is that like part of some of the puzzles is actually just winding the rope around things. Yeah. Ah, and okay. it's it doesn't tell you about it. It just this is how rope acts. Of course it's gonna do this. And the rope steals the show. So like there are moments there are moments where let me finish, man. So the rope's so the, gonna be my new favourite character. The rope is the best character of whatever year Uncharted 4 came out. Last the rope year. wins last year. And so, like, what I'm saying to you is is you're running, right? You're doing your run, and then you see a bad guy across there, and you fling your rope. And as long as it says L1 up the top, Nate's going to get it every time. He's going to all- You're not going to stuff up. You're not going to fumble. And you swing around, and then you, like, fly up in the air. You pull out your gun. You go, boom. The guy goes flying across the ground. And then you land on another guy, and you punch him in the head. And then you kick him. And then his AK-47 flies in the air. Nate grabs the AK-47, straight back in your hand. Bop, 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 bop. You take guys yeah, out. Yeah, he does. And it's amazing. Yeah. So, basically, what you're telling me is... Now, you played Halo 5, right? Mm, yeah. There was, there was two sequences at the very start of the game where it introduced Fireteam Osiris and the Blue Team and the Master Chief. And it was them being introduced to a battlefield. And as you watch it, like Fireteam Osiris comes in, they, they drop from this dropship really high yeah, up and they come down and, and they, they're like, as they're sliding down this snow covered hill, it's they're like awesome. punching Covenant elites 
And then they're leaping over them and then shooting guys in the air and then landing again and smacking them all around. And then eventually that sequence ends. That's a video though. That's a, that's it's a, a video, yeah. yeah. And it looks spectacular. And it ends and you land and you go to fight and you can't do any of that. No. Or at least not to that effect. Yes. So you're telling me in Uncharted I could do it. I'm telling you that you can't even tell when... Like, so all the cutscenes in Uncharted are gameplay sequences. Yeah, it's just that it's it's all in-engine stuff. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. But like anything you can sort of see in a cutscene, you can do. In fact, you can do more outside of the cutscene than you can do in the cutscenes half the time. And I mean, you know, Nate's ridiculous. Like he'll run <coughs> and you feel it as you're going through the air. Like he does his big arm sort of swing it's thing. Awesome. Like you can't, these leaps are impossible. Yeah. But you, it's a suspension of disbelief. Yeah, that's part of the fun. Like it is. And, and you feel it. Like when he jumps, it's not a weighty thing. You're not too floaty. Every single jump he makes, you think to yourself, am I going to make it? And when I do make it, is this thing going to break? And ninety percent of the time it is, and so like and and he every time he's like whoa whoa like I can't no, I won't no, say no, this no. way no 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 and he's like oh. and then like he'll repeat back to his whoever he's with at the yeah. time because a majority of the game you've got somebody following you yeah yeah and they do the exact same things you do and he just says man I can't believe I made that and there's a constant witty banter between the two yes. one of the other cool things about it is that as you distance yourself Grand Theft Auto Five did this very well as you distance yourself from the other players or the yeah. other person that's with you. If you move out of the range of them being able to talk, a little bubble appears above their head to continue the conversation. And whenever you go back, it always is just like, where was I? Oh, right. Yeah. And every single time that happens, it feels natural. Yeah. It's not like there's a separate... There is, but it doesn't feel like there's a separate audio for like, where were we? And then they just start talking and it doesn't seem relevant. Yeah. The way the conversation flows back into itself is such a natural thing. Yeah. It's like if before I was just like, what was I talking about again? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and so um, I wanted to finish this game quite fast because I borrowed it from Joe and I wanted to give it back to him. But I also didn't want to leave any time in between. Yeah. Um, it's it's not the most fun I've ever had in a video game. No, I got that impression from the messages you're sending out as you're playing it. But you enjoyed it, didn't you? Oh, it's like <laughs> it's the best video game made. It's like a, it's, everyone tells me that it's the best video game they've played. It's it's the best video game made. That's the best I can do it. Audio, visual, the way people interact, all of it, like, it's 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 out of the, like, it blows everything and out of the world. I'm so glad to hear you say this. If people want to go back and listen, if they haven't, we did a Game of the Year podcast at the, was it end of last year, beginning of this year, whenever it was, mm -hmm. um, and I think it's called something like G-O-T-Y, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. um, that was my Game of the Year, and I think I said pretty much everything you've said, that it's, you know, it's in my top, three favourite games I've ever played. It is. It was the best game that I played for a long, long time. It's everything you said, and it's something that, yeah, it is It is made all the better from playing the previous Uncharted games, but they just, they just nailed that relationship. You know, for someone who hasn't played the other games, I would say definitely go and play them before you play this, particularly playing two and three. Because that's where it builds the, the story and the, you know, the relationships and whatnot a lot more than in one. Although I think one helps with the Elena sort of thing. Anyway, um, man, I, I think it's still, that's going to, this is going to be a game that people are going to be coming to in the year's time and saying exactly the same. I will also give this award for the most satisfying ending. Yes. The epilogue, oh, yeah. the epilogue is masterful. And I thought, I thought I felt it coming. And then I was just like, yeah, they probably won't do it. And then when, I'll refer to it as the flip. When the flip occurred and in the epilogue and it was revealed what was going on, I was just like, 
wow. Yeah, and, I, and I, then it let me play the epilogue, yeah, and I'm oh, like, what? wow. I'm so excited. Like, I bought the, I've got the collection, the one, two, and three. I'm yeah. so excited to go through them and then play four. And now I, I've not played Golden Abyss, and I was asking you last time, like, could you get a chance at it for yeah. me? I really want to throw that in there as well and kind of go through all of them because. Hearing you talk about it again, man, I want to go right back. It's it's such a good game. No, it's 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 honestly brilliant. And um, like I'm heading away soon. You've given the offer. I've given the offer. Like, grab the PS4. Grab Joe's copy of Uncharted yep. if he lets you do it. Of course, I'm sure he will. Of course, and like um, and play it. And just seriously, you got four dedicate, days. Dedicate time. Just to dedicate. It. Just say like. Just say M. Like I need some time for me. Sure, sure want to see it though. Like, yeah. they're, they're, like Jay said, there is so much emotion, <laughs> but there is so much emotion in the game, and, and it, it's better than any you know like movie of the, of its style. Really, it is. oh M, yeah. there's there's heaps of Latin in this, like heaps of Latin. Heaps, yes, <laughs> and um, like honestly. Like the puzzles and stuff are really, really clever. John but just need to help, really. He won't be able to figure it out. Truth be told, he's not a very <laughs> oh, clever. <laughs> he's not a very clever guy. Um, and if you could possibly um, help him out by watching him play all fifteen hours, that'd be fantastic. Thank you. Public service announcement. End. Who right. was that? Was that a kiss? Did you make a kiss noise for him? I, no, I didn't make a kiss noise. What, he made a noise though, right? Sound like a kiss. That was a kiss noise for you, him. <laughs> yeah, it was him, and it wasn't. It was Jono. Yeah. Yeah, could have been Joe. It wasn't Joe this time. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it's terribly Joe. I'm gonna kill him. All right, that was back at the base in XCOM. But anyway, no, that's why I was in the infirmary all this time. <laughs> oh wait, I didn't shut up about that. Very, very quickly, I played Persona, most stylish yes. game ever made. Agree. Good. Didn't like it at the beginning. Got a little bit bored because people didn't shut up. A little bit like me. But then it got a little bit better. <laughs> how far? How much have you played? Uh, I've only, I think I'm only 180 hours into the 5,000 <laughs> hour event. No, no, I'm, uh, I'm three hours in. Oh, yeah, heaps further. Cotton Kamashida as a villain? Yes. Brilliant. That's, it, that's what I said. That's all i got to say. Yeah, I'm going to shut up for the rest of the awesome. podcast. Thank no, you for listening. No, shut up. Because if you're thinking that I wasn't listening to everything you were just saying. I wasn't. Because I was scrolling on here. No, I was listening. I just like to do something visual while you're talking. Your, your voice is soothing. I love it. And, <laughs> and... I really enjoyed what you said about Uncharted. I want to play it now. And like the you didn't want to play it before when I said all those lovely things about it before. No, but he's fleshed it out a bit more. The two of you. There combined. was actions. I did a Look, swing, and I was like, "That was cool." That part we threw the AK in the. You like the three, But you know how he does the kick exactly. and the AK lands, and he's just like bah, bah. when he slides down the mud oh, and then he jumps off, and it, as he's shooting people, it's just phenomenal. In saying that, just being not negative, but just there is a formula to Uncharted, and it is run, jump. Fall, slide, no, no, fall. shoot, just, just, make, just it. make it, just make it, then slide down some sort of mud or rock, then no, 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 and then a jump, yes. and then a grab, yes. and then a climb, and then a talk, and then a gunfight. There's nothing wrong with that formula. It's a great formula. I love it. Yeah, I'm looking for. Are you looking forward to? Um, slip my mind. What's the what's uh, the, the expansion? Something lost. Something. Oh, I can't believe I forgot. It's Nadine and Chloe, I believe. Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Nadine's a cool character. I thought. Very cool. Yeah. See, I get upset because I can't get a word in between the two of you fanboying over Uncharted 4 and I haven't played it and I get upset. It's not fanboying. It's just, it's it's acknowledging the greatness of it. All right, John. You two, you, you will get your yeah, turn you to acknowledge it. Next podcast, we're all together. And, and I've got to admit, I was a little sad when you told me how cool the rope was and what it did and the fact that that cool video that I saw on Halo 5, I couldn't quite replicate. Really pisses me off. I mean, that's the difference between really good games and really bad games, John. That's all. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that John and move right on. Halo. I love Halo. Um, it, it, Does M call you Master Chief at home? No, but <laughs> that'd be funny. But 
My mum, when I was a kid, used to call me Chief. Oh. Do you know why? Because you loved Halo. Halo wasn't even around. I don't know. Um, Because when I was a kid, I wanted to be a firefighter. Oh. And so you used to call me Chief. That's really cool. I wanted to be a car doctor. A mechanic? Yeah. A car doctor. A car doctor. Wow. I'm going to call my mechanic a car doctor next time to see what he says. We're going to take this to the car doctor. He doesn't smile, actually. I don't think he'd like it. Poor, poor man. No. John, what have you been playing? Oh, yeah. What have I been playing? Awesome. Um, So I finished XCOM and we won't go over the traumas that that brings every time I talk about it. So um, we'll move on to... You gave me a suggestion last week. I'm ignoring that. We gave me a suggestion last week that I should delete Evolve from my hard drive and I should download... Metal Gear Solid 5. So, I'm going to upset you slightly. I played Evolve. I'm upset. But you played Evolve instead of Metal Gear. No, no, no. Just just let me finish. We told him to delete it. And then he went and he decided. He played it a little bit. So, I thought, I've spent all the time downloading it. You played it just a little bit, though. I've I've spent all the time downloading it. I'm going to play it. It just had to fight. (laughs) So I played the. Tu- it takes you straight to the tutorial. It doesn't. <laughs> How long's the tutorial? I, I, like I said, I remember playing the tutorial and it felt like it went for an hour. So okay, it, it plays this cool video at the start, which admittedly I hated the characters as soon as I saw them. I just went, "You are so cliched." And I think I've seen this video before, and I wasn't impressed last time. And then it takes you into the tutorial for the beast or the creature or whatever they call it, the monster, and oh, it was the longest hour of my life. It was ridiculous. Especially trying to kill those four hunters when they finally introduced them. And I'm just going, I like the concepts that you've put into the game. It looks like it could have been interesting. This whole one person plays as this beast that evolves and the other team, you know, the team of four try and kill him. There could be a nice asymmetrical battle going on. But come on, let my beast evolve into something cool. Give him wings when he evolves up a couple of levels. Let me, you know, rain fire down as opposed to have choke out this small flame that doesn't really do anything in front of me. And so I deleted it straight after that. <laughs> but, you know, I just wanted and then, to be sure. And then you replace it with something superior. So, yes, yes. I know you know the answer to this. I downloaded Metal Gear Solid 5 and I started it. And you know what? It was cool. The 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 hospital bit. Yes. But it was driving me nuts. I just want to get up and walk. Why are you making me crawl through the damn hospital? Wait till <laughs> I, the very end. I forgot end. about that bit. Have oh. you made it through the whole hospital? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm out of that. Oh. Um, I, you know what? It was a really cool dramatic tension building So you did piece. the horse? The horse and the whale? The horse and the whale? You said you did the horse. I was just like, what bit was that? <laughs> yeah, it's an entirely different game. No, you, you, you had a part with the horse and the, and the whale. There was a whale, right, at the beginning? I have no idea what he's... Oh, no, there was a whale. The whale. How can you I remember the whale? whale. I remember the whale. I remember the whale. Have you not done the whale? Jono's playing the wrong game. What whale? Oh, you not finished that opening part? Yeah, I finished it. With the flames and then when you're riding on the horse to escape the dude in the jeep. Oh, and it was then- a flaming whale, wasn't it? Was the flame? Was it like uh, a, a blue silhouette of a whale or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I see like- a silhouette of a whale. Yeah, I might have seen that. <laughs> I, I think I was at the point where I was just like, come on, let me play. Stop making me crawl around. Yes, I know I've been in a coma for nine years, but come on. Um, no, it was cool. Like, it looked amazing. Were you a little bit confused about how you designed the way your character looked and then they didn't look like that? Oh, so I have a great, <laughs> I have a great story for that. So I got to that part and it's pretty rare that my partner M wants to, so there's a few games that she'll play and she loves them, but most of the big action games I play, she couldn't give a flying beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. What could that be? Anyway, I'll think yeah. about that. <laughs> that was just me exaggerating the one beep. Yep. And, but she saw me get to the character creation screen. 
Every, Ali's the same. And, and I started to create myself. And she's like telling me to move your eyes apart a little bit more. No, 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 make it more round. Man, you've got to get into the seams, man. Yeah, I, I probably should. Oh, she used to like the seams, but it doesn't have the same effect anymore. But she was really enjoying this bit because it looked so lifelike. Yeah. I mean, like we didn't get looking exactly like me, but it wasn't a bad approximation. So it was pretty handsome. Yeah, it was amazing. And uh, That was a nice compliment there, Joe. Thanks, yeah. I wouldn't give you that compliment. It's a man love <laughs> man. <laughs> thanks. I wouldn't give you that compliment. I think, I'm going to think that he was talking to you and not me, but hey, whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> I take my compliment Yeah, take it back. back. Take it back, Joe. That's oh, harsh. God. I'm just trying to keep it on my end. I'm sorry oh. that I had to throw you to the, to the wolves for that. Yes, but you did. This is what happens when you go to two movies without me. So, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other movie I went to without you? Power Rangers. Oh, yes, that's yeah. true. That was with his son, man. Like, still. He, he took me to the movies with his son last time. I did. I was ditched this time. Admittedly, I was at work and he wasn't, but that's not the point. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, she loved the character creation. And then and they got to the bit where the mirror gets held up and then suddenly you switch back and she goes, what the hell's going on there? And I went, I don't know. Apparently, I'm, meant to, I, I'm pretty sure I'm meant to look like Snake for the rest of the game, so I don't know why. It and gave she immediately lost interest. Complete interest. In oh. fact, she saw me playing like days later and walked past and went, so when do you look like you? Is it ever <laughs> going to happen? I went, I, don't, I think we might have been picking it for the online component perhaps. Yeah. And maybe that's what my character will look like online because I'm pretty sure I'm meant to look like Snake for the rest of the game. And she went, oh, all right. Did you ever play the online, Jace? I did. It's very good. I never, I never It's care. very, very good. I don't good. think I touched it at all. Do you know what the uh, most surprising <laughs> online- Hey, this is my story. What the hell? Just listen. <laughs> the most surprising <laughs> online multiplayer for me, which- Like, there are many online multiplayers that attacked on a single player games I haven't played a lot of. But the one that I played very briefly was The Last of Us. Yeah. And the Last oh, yeah. of Us multiplayer where you beat people with a brick. Yeah. Best thing ever. Anyway, go back. No, for me, it was Mass Effect. I didn't expect, yeah, we, expect we to enjoy that. Yeah, we enjoyed that more than we did. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, so you you saw the whale. M doesn't like the game. I forgot the whale. You forgot the whale. I'm sure it was in there, but yeah, don't you wash up on the beach Nobody for a moment. A whale. And the whale was just nuts. I don't know why I've forgotten the whale, but I think it was just that I was so... Cause you were so traumatized by the fact you didn't look like you. <laughs> Is it... Is it just after you get out with the ambulance? It's right at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, yeah. yeah I, I vaguely remember that, but I think I shot it out because I just really wanted to play and I was tired. So how far in are you, would you say? Um, you met Ocelot, obviously. Yeah, I met Ocelot. No, I've, um, I completed the first mission and rescued that dude and ran into the ghosts. How, are you on Big Shell or whatever the equivalent of Big Shell is? Um, what's it called? The Diamond Dogs. Yeah. 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 So I, I've, I've been there like three times now. I've played three missions. I love, I've got the Fulton. Um, extraction awesome. thing. I just really upgrade want to it, upgrade it. I want to upgrade it so I can. <laughs> Actually, and I don't know if you can easily miss this part, but you know the puppy on the very first mission you go into where you. Oh yeah, yeah, no, you totally can. Like that, that isn't like apparently it can pop up in different missions. Ah. Like if you decline the puppy or something, the puppy was there, and, the I, and I went. Apparently, you can miss it. Like you can totally really? say forget puppy, and puppy doesn't appear in the rest oh. of the game. Apparently, yeah. Because yeah. I walked past, I saw this. this Animal scampering. Yeah. I hadn't noticed it was the puppy. And I saw the symbol appear for the Fulton system. I went, oh, okay, I'll just take that. Because I could. And he went. And I went, oh, wait a second. That's the puppy they've been talking about. Yes! And he appeared when I got back to base. And I went, that's cool. Yeah. It was nice. It was just little things like that. The thing I'm struggling with Metal Gear, and I always struggle with this, is um, usually I've just been playing a big on action game just before it. And I get into Metal Gear and it's a lot of sneaking around, and I get a little frustrated, and I just start wanting to kill everything in sight. <laughs> so I start killing everything in sight. I don't get the best scores, but, you know. Yeah. 
This Metal Gear doesn't have to be about stealth anyway. No, no, I know. Um, it, admittedly, the last mission I did was, um, uh, or maybe it was the second last mission, I had to get into a, a Soviet base and it was a wet work operation. You had to just kill the commander of that base. You don't have to ever kill anyone, though. I didn't kill him. Yeah. I faltered him out of there. You, I tried to take the whole team, but then I ran out of... I, had I just faltered them. everybody when I played that game. I just, that, that was, I just became yeah. obsessed. Just but doing it to every in a cars and whatever. I just I wanted everything. to do it to an AA gun, but it hadn't been upgraded. And I haven't. Uh. I can't get to the cargo yet. And it's like, come on, let me get it. I want to steal everything. I was going through the whole mission just stealing. You can Fulton out of levels by putting yes, a, like sitting in the jeep or like by on top of it, or really? by like all the yeah, all the um the the crates, the big yeah. shipping crates. Yeah, you can stand on a shipping crate and Fulton out and just leave the mission. Just make sure you Fulton in the middle of the crate, not at the edge. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. you slide off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, don't, you don't need to call it. What's his name? What's the helicopter guy's name? Oh, e- yeah. D-Quad or E-Quad? Or- uh, P-Quad. P-Quad. <laughs> there you go. P-Quad. Yeah, what is that name? Come D-quad. on. D-Quad. <laughs> That's like D-Dog. Yeah. D-Horse. Yeah. D-box. Yeah, I do like D-Horse. <laughs> M thought that was funny. She saw the horse and went, ooh. Yeah. And then she was lost again. So it, it's just moments. So, I mean, I don't give this game D stands points. for defecate. <laughs> it does not. It's a diamond horse. It oh. defecates a lot, though. You can, you can eventually teach you to do it on command, I believe. Yes. I haven't yeah. noticed the horse poop at all. Oh, mate. There's plenty of it. Although, admittedly, I, I do have a tendency to leave the horse at the outer edge of the the, the mission. And have I you done any, like, in. box sliding yet? Is it, is it on the box? There's yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you can get on the... You, you can, can get, pop out. You can get on the box and you can slide down sand dunes. And you can upgrade Ooh. your box with pictures on the outside and it's the most ridiculous video game thing ever and it's really cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been fun. I'm enjoying it. Good. It's... um. I, I have this weird love-hate relationship with Metal Gear games because yeah. they, they can fool me to a certain way, a style of play, or there's parts they want me to do. <laughs> Truth be told, this could be any, this could be anything. This doesn't have to be Metal Gear game. No. It's the least Metal Gear out of all the Metal Gear games. Oh, I can see that, yeah. 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 It's, it's fun. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm really enjoying it. I, I always wish I could control the aircraft in it, but yeah. It's so funny, though, that you're saying we're talking about Metal Gear. I, I just I bought Nier Automata, and I've finished... My first playthrough of it. Already? Yeah. Is it not a long game? My first playthrough of it is is, when you finish this game, it says a little message comes up from um, the PR of (coughs) um, saying this, your game, the game isn't finished here. We'd like you to play it again. Like there's so much more game. And so you start playing again and it's very different. Like it's, it's. How long did it take you to finish your first playthrough? I don't know, truthfully. I, is it more than ten hours? Yeah, more than ten hours. I I love this game. This is this is this is a, a, a Joe game. Like, can, can I ask a question? Though? <clears throat> so you finished it, and it asked you to play through it again. Which I've I've had in other games, and sometimes I felt the the desire. And there's games that I know I'd want to, but I can't do it straight away because it's too much of the same thing. I need a break before I tackle that again. From a storyline point of view, because I love a good story. Won't you be playing through the same storyline again? Not exactly the same. No. I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. But the the game is designed to be played through again. um, And it it gives you... It's it's different enough that it's... Like, it's awesome. It's awesome. Are we talking potential different endings? There's there are I've had uh, four different endings to the game. Oh. I I this is a minor 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 spoiler. I died once. I had I met one ending because a character gave me a fish 
and said, oh, I'm not sure what this fish will do to, to, to androids. You know, whatever, give it a try. And I ate the fish and, and credit scene came up. <laughs> came up. <laughs> and I had to load my last save and lucky I'd saved maybe five minutes before. But yeah, that was quite funny. And that, That's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. And th- Man, I've got to play this again. And, and this is, and I, I said to Jace, and I, I think on the chat to you guys, it reminds me of Metal Gear, the game. Yeah, in, in, yeah. Not in the way it plays, but in the style and the design and the quirky. Can we just, sorry, can we game. just jump back for a second? So randomly out of nowhere, you you can fish in the game, or you can fish, and I don't really, I don't really get the fishing component of it. Because this well. is a, this is how it sounds to me. It sounds like they just threw fishing in for the hell of it, which is great. Yeah. And then you just like you fish, and they're like androids don't eat fish, and then you eat it, and then the credits roll. No, 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 a character gave me a, like, she got some special fish from somewhere. I don't, I don't remember exactly. Is what she it was. randomly Poison met fish. or is it part of the story? Yeah, yeah, no, she okay. was, she was randomly met. It is, you guys know, and anyone listening knows, I love Bayonetta 2. Like, yeah. in terms of gameplay, yeah. for me, it hasn't got better than Bayonetta 2. Like, Zany. Uncharted, Uncharted 4 is phenomenally what it does in the way yeah, it plays. It's, it's one of the best <laughs> games made, or it is the best game made, but it's not as fun as Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2. Every hit that I got in that game was my fault. And, and it wasn't that I'm not good at the game, but the game is so challenging and dodging is perfect. And yeah. this game has, that's made by Platinum as well, the guys who made Bayonetta, guys and girls. Um, and you do the dodge in it, but it's not as satisfying as it is in Bayonetta. Like the combat, it, it's, it's deep. You've got different weapons you can use. You've got your little backup pod thing that, you know, you can throw into your fights and all that. Yeah. But. I, I love this game. This game is not for everybody. I think Bayonetta 2, if you can get past the, you know, character design of Bayonetta and, and the kind of over-sexualized over nature of it all, that game is more for everybody than this. For you, Jace, if you can get your hands on Bayonetta, like if that comes to Switch, I'd say get that and play that over Nier. But Nier Automata, it's, it, it's really cool. Like it's, it's fun to play. The story is interesting. Um, and then it gets really interesting and it gets kind of, it really grabbed me towards the end. Um, I didn't know where it was going and Ali didn't watch me play much of this game at all, but there was a couple of parts where she was just like, wait a second. Like she was in the kitchen making, making a tea the other night. And, um, like, oh, I would play this game some nights for maybe, and I don't get to do this very often, but like maybe five hours I played just straight for maybe two What or time are you going nights. to bed? Late, <laughs> early, yeah, I'm on holidays, so oh, yeah, right. you know it was it's a bit of a treat, um, and yeah, and, and it's like I bought it, I bought the game online. I'm actually not sure what the rating is because I reversed the cover. It didn't have the sticker. It had a sticker on the front, which is not from Australia, um, and I'm like, oh, this game could be like PG rated for a lot of it, you know, with the characters you're fighting, and then it's definitely not. Like some some of these parts are just like blood splurting everywhere and whatnot. I think. We were talking before about on versusplayer.com. I did an article, one of our first articles, possibly our first one, was can I play GTA 5 in front of my kids? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do one on this. Can I play Neo Automata in front of my kids? And um, Can I answer that right now? Go on. No. Well, I did a bit. And, oh. and, 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 and I'll say how. There's, on the there is, it's rated MA15+. Plus in there you go. There is a website out there that tells you at what point during a movie at the cinema you can go for a bathroom break. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> technically, like, what what should end up happening, or what you can do, Joe, 
is you can say these you can play like it sounds like for this game you can play the first X amount of hours up until a certain point well there's parts that you can play definitely and it, and it definitely is cuts. there any heavy language or anything or is it no there wasn't I don't think there was any heavy language at all in it I don't think there was it wasn't the character design is you know she's wearing a small a short skirt and if you hold the camera down as she's walking along, she'll kind of push the camera away. Like, don't, what are you trying to, you know? Because I know there's a bit where she climbs a ladder and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, so that, that, that element's there, but it's nothing like Bayonetta. It's not like in your face. Because Bayonetta's hair was her clothes, right? Yeah. 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 And I don't, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, this. I wish there was a hairdresser in that game, anyway. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. that's the final <laughs> <of> boss. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big, some scissors and you're like, please beat me, beat me. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attacks it. Um, no, the combat's really cool. Like I said, it's not as satisfying as Bayonetta 2, but that, that's what I really enjoy about this game is, is the combat, is the, you know, you upgrade your character. Like you've got this pod system where you can decide, like you have can't to you, buy- You can fist bump your pod as well, can't you? You can like pat it and, yeah, and, right. and whatnot. Yeah, it's really cute. I, I just figured that out by accident, by, yeah. by touching the um, touchpad on the PlayStation the controller, yeah. it just came and patted I still it. haven't played a game that uses that yet. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was cool. But- um. Oh, I forgot my train of thought, sorry. What was I saying? I lost my train of thought. I have no idea. Bayonetta gets a hiccup. No, with... with pods, climbing. Oh, yes, the pods. Thank yeah. you. Upgraded the pod. Thank you. Um, and, and you can assign, like, I want 5% extra health. I want I want a, a mini-map. I want a, a, a HUD. I want my health to appear. I want to show my... Exp- oh, so you can, you can customize. You have to decide whether you're going to have these things that are going to make the game that's cool. like easy to play. That's really cool. Or you can have like defensive things, which make you, you know, you, you, what, what I, my favorite thing that I had in my pod upgrade was, um, when not getting hit for like five seconds, I get 2.2% health regenerated and you can fuse pods together. So you can, if you get two of those, you put them together and it like doubles the amount of time. Yeah. So that was my favorite. I didn't like, this is the first game I've ever played really where I turned off the health bar. I'm like, well, actually, I don't need a health bar because when I go down to minimum health, the screen goes um, like it goes grey and it slows down and there's this cool effect, and I'm, I'm, I'll be able to quickly um, do a health pack. But then I had a pod program which automatically used a, a remedy if I oh, wow. got down to like 30, less than thirty percent health or something. So it was the game lets you play like you can make this game a lot harder. Like and it does this thing where you walk around and there's bodies on the ground because you've connected to the network and you come across another character like Dark Souls almost yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you can either this you can pray for them and if you pray for them um, you give them a buff in their game I think I, I I didn't read that part when it came up very well but um or and then you can either revive them so they walk around with you um or you can I think you. I don't, I don't know. You take their, they take their things with you, whatever. You take their, um, you get some items from them. Um, and you can choose that you can choose like a little slow, like a little line, like, you know, the player died in the deserts, you know, fighting the good fight or something like that. Yeah. And it's, it's a really cool little touch. Um, it's a very stylish game. I don't think it's for everybody. Um, it's, it's doing quite well, apparently. Yeah. Well, I, I had to buy it online. I, I went to, I, I went to like three shopping centers. And went to every shop in those centers to buy the game probably three times. And I wasn't able to get it, so I ended up buying it online. And it's got what every game should have, reversible box art. I love it. I'm going to have another quick rant. That's the problem with Australian retail is they're not carrying the unique stuff. They're carrying... 
the big oh, name yeah. stuff because they can sell it off quickly and get the money for it. But the reason that people are going to online and they're losing sales is because they're not carrying the stuff that people want. Yeah. I've worked through enough retail now to know that like I've seen enough places fold for that exact reason and no one's learning the lesson. Well, because everybody sells Call of Duty and exactly. whatever. And if you can get people in the door to find this game. Yeah. Like I went to like, like a few JBs and they were like, oh yeah, we, you know, if you want to find this game, you've got to go out to a JB, you know, out where. Why do I have to? Get it for me. Exactly. They don't, and they don't promise that I'll have it in the next couple of days. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I, I think it's awesome. I don't know if you love it, Jace, honestly. I like weird, quirky stuff. The stuff you've mentioned is fine. I played a little bit on PC at the beginning. I had some difficulty. I had to use a keyboard and mouse when I was playing. Um, and it feels very much like a controllery sort of game. Yeah, it is a um, I watched a, uh, a quick look that Giant Bomb did, um, and I didn't get to see a lot of the melee combat. Um, it was very much played like it was a shooter. And apparently the melee combat is where it shines. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah, there's um, parts like you got you got different styles. If you play the demo, you've got like it goes. I think we said this in the last podcast. You have a top down view. You've got flight mode. You've got like a macross where it kind of goes into like a hover mode. The the flight unit you're in. I um, see you 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 kick me away with it's mostly melee and the the shooting's not that great. And you pull me back in with macross. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's it's got a lot of it's got a lot of varied styles to it. Which is, you know, a nice thing in the game. That's cool. Yeah. So that's what you're playing. That's what I've been playing. And like I said before, played a bit of burnout today. I played Rocket League the other day. I won a game. I lost like four in a row. I lost one. Literally two seconds to go. The ball is going across the goal. I drive right at it. I jump to to just tap it in to get me a, a draw to go into overtime. And I went right past it. And it was like the saddest moment. <laughs> But then I won like two games after. But anyway. We need to play some more of that. Oh, I love that What's game. happened? Huh? What's going on? Life? Life, everything in between. Yeah. <laughs> Versusplayer.com, the game website for 30 plus gamers. Yep. Yep, indeed. Well. That's us. That is us. It would be fun. What's that? If we all try and do the Halo theme right now at the end. Oh, I see. As soon as we all start, well, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Johnny, you started off, and then we'll we'll kick in with the, you know what I mean, the good bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, go, go, go. Oh, but now I've got the boring bit. No, you get to do that too. No, that's not. It's like this. It's like. Joy, play it because I have it on my phone. No, I want to do it with my result. Oh. Oh, no, I don't know. Don't be too See, accurate, guys. We'll get a copyright strike. So, you know, we've, <laughs> we've just turned off our entire audience. But let's just do the good bit. Thank you for listening to Versus Player. You can find us at versusplayer.com. You can find us online at Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google Play, only in the US. You can find us on... Only in the US, really? Yeah, there's no Google Play podcast. No Google Music podcast in Australia yet. But using a VPN, I put us in the US. Nice work. We're getting no If you're listening to us from the US, can you write into Versus... What are we? Podcasts at versusplayer.com. Yeah, because we'd love to hear your views on what a bunch of Australian 30-plus gamers think of life, games, and everything in between. Give us a review on iTunes. Yeah, five stars preferably. If it's less (laughs) than five stars, go away. Thank you for listening all the time because we love it. We love what we do, and we like that you like listening to us. Yes. Yay!